Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I hope you're having a terrific Monday. If you're not, let me make it better. I'll be hanging out with you for the next two hours. It is a four-hour show. I get started every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much to our super producer and host, Ryan Hickey. He's holding it down for us on the boards in New York City. You can always listen to this show on the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can tune in on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 158. And if you got a smart speaker, ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. We're less than a week away from the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers. And boy, oh boy, before we even get to the game, before we even get to the action, like there's news all over the place. And so we've had a busy first two hours of the show. The rest of the show is going to be fun as well. Uh, The NFL players are are getting ready and situated for uh, NFL media night. This is where the players get asked all of these ridiculous questions. And, you know, how many times do you put swipe deodorant under your arms? It's just ridiculousness, right? And then there was the Patrick Mahomes news. His dad uh, hit with a DUI out in Tyler, Texas on Saturday morning. As of today, the San Francisco 49ers are not happy with their current practice field conditions out at UNLV. They're utilizing UNLV's uh, practice facility. It is just Super Bowl week. And so there's always going to be something nutty. I mean, last year, and I was at the Super Bowl last year out in, uh, where the hell was it? Phoenix, Arizona. And it, you got the story with uh, Michael Irvin, you know, allegedly assaulting a, a hotel staffer. It's like, whoa, it, it's just, it's Las Vegas. I am crossing my fingers that there are no major issues, that there are no disasters that pop up, that nobody is gambling, that nobody gets in trouble. I am just crossing my fingers that we can get through this week without issue. And even before we got here, there are already problems. Just it's it's pretty terrible. And so the week is off uh, right now as I stand here in the studio uh, the players are getting ready to walk into Allegiant Stadium for opening night. Uh, it's it's just a fun, you know what show. There's there's no other way to put it. So first of all, thank you to Thomas Dimitrov, uh, Falcons or the former Falcons GM who came through to join us to talk about the hiring of Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris. Uh, he did draft Matt Ryan. He did construct the team that went to the Super Bowl and unfortunately lost. Uh, so thank you to Thomas Dimitrov for, for bringing by, you know, his own perspective. And about 15, 20 minutes or so, yeah, about 15 minutes, we're going to have a conversation with Solomon Wilcox, Emmy Award-winning broadcaster, former NFL defensive back. He now works for SiriusXM NFL Radio, uh, has podcasts, works with folks in the health field. So Solomon Wilcox will come through and then we'll have additional perspective as Solomon is also in Las Vegas as NFL 
Media Night is getting ready to kick off. We'll be able to talk to Solomon about the vibe out in Las Vegas. Something else that always goes down. Every Super Bowl week is the commissioner's press conference. Roger Goodell spoke to the media about an hour ago, sat down for an hour with Tracy Wilson from CBS, who moderated this conversation with the commissioner. A little bit of a difference this year. Roger Goodell did not have a massive press conference in front of hundreds in a gigantic ballroom. Roger Goodell had a press conference that was invite only. And I wonder why. I assume it's because Roger Goodell did not want to be asked any type of questions about workplace diversity. Maybe Roger Goodell only wanted to answer questions about, I don't know, Taylor Swift. And maybe he was asked a question regardless about workplace diversity. Uh, let's let me think about this. Ro- hey, hey, Hickey, I, I ask you, you know, a lot of amazing things. Was Goodell asked about Taylor Swift? Oh, yes, he was. Oh, let's take a listen. Having the Taylor Swift effect is also a positive. Both Travis and Taylor are wonderful young people. They seem very happy. She knows great entertainment. And I think that's why she loves NFL football. But I think it's great to have, um, have her a part of it. Uh, obviously, it, it creates a buzz. It creates uh, a, another group of young fans, particularly young women, that um, are interested in seeing why is she going to this game? Why is she interested in this game? Besides Travis, she is a football fan. And I think that's great for us. Nice. What a, what a difficult question, right? Is Taylor Swift good or bad for the game? Hey, thank you, Roger Goodell. I guess that was the easiest question he was asked. Hmm. I wonder if anybody asked him about officiating. Hey, Ryan, did anybody ask uh, Goodell about his referees? Oh, they did. Uh, what did he say? In professional sports and all sports, officiating is part of that. Uh, I think in the NFL, the level of scrutiny is at the highest I've ever seen it. And that's part of our popularity. I understand that. It's part of the technology. You all do such a great job that you see more than you could ever see in officiating. The game is faster. I think our officials do a great job. They are superior. But at the end of the day, no one's perfect, uh, whether it's all of us that watches the games or play the games or coach the games or the officials. Uh, we have to continue to try to get better. We have to work, use technology where we can to try to improve uh, their performance, let them use technology to make sure they get the right answer. Uh, but I think they do an incredible job, but we're going to keep working to get better ultimately. Oh, okay. Yeah. Roger Goodell said what we all know. Our officials are human and they're going to stink from time to time. That's, that's just what it is. Get used to it. Get over it. We have technology, but tough. Our officials are human. They're going to miss obvious uh, pass interference calls. And he's right. They, they are human, but they can certainly utilize technology to get the calls right. And without it taking, I don't know, 50 minutes. Anyway, Roger Goodell did have some positivity. He did share, and this is a big announcement. The NFL is going to Brazil later on this year. Who's going to Brazil? The NFL. What team? Well, we don't know both of them, but we know one. Listen to Goodell. You mentioned Brazil. Brazil um, is new for us this year. Uh, We are incredibly excited. We're going to do it on our kickoff weekend, which is an unusual 
um, approach and different than we've ever done. We're actually going to play it on Friday night of our kickoff weekend. Oh, nice. So more NFL. The Eagles are going to be in Brazil, Sao Paulo, and we don't know who they're going to play. They may have to send a CFL team out there just to complete the, uh, I don't want to say the trifecta, but just diversify things a little bit. Obviously, I'm joking. Uh, Look, the NFL is just trying to snatch up market share. There's going to be people in Brazil who show up and uh, try to love the game. There are going to be people that go on vacation. I've been to Brazil. I've been to Rio. I'm not necessarily pining to go back. Hey, Hickey, have, have you been down to Brazil? I have not, no. Listen, I went to Brazil, and they told me, man, if you leave the beach, if you go a little bit further out, they're going to kill you. Oh, yeah, Jeez, so. that's quite the uh, endorsement there. Yeah, I know, right? It's just like, hey, you see them? You see all that up there? You go up there, you're going to die. They're going to hold you for ransom. I said, oh, great. This is, uh, this is nice. So anyway, uh, unless I'm going to go pick up a check, I'm not going down to uh, Sao Paulo. Anyway, hey, good luck to the NFL and uh, good luck to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles opening up the season. I guess one day sooner than later, the NFL is just going to run games every single day. Now we got Friday night. <laughs> NFL does not care. They do not care. Roger Goodell continued on speaking to the media and the press in his, uh, his private press conference. And I told you they're going to take everything over. Roger Goodell put in his two cents about streaming. Like when they put that game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins on Peacock. This is what Goodell had to say about that. Youth audiences are going to those platforms and those apps, and we have to make sure our content is there. We still have over 90% of our games on free television. No other league, no other sports comes close to that. When we were in the 80s, when we moved to ESPN and we went behind to pay TV, there was the same outcry. But what we did is we created a platform that fans can engage with, have access to, that is actually beneficial to the consumers because that's where they are. We have to fish where the fish are, and we have a lot of consumers that are on those platforms, and Peacock Games showed that. Amazon showed that over the last two years. Their their ratings were up 24% this year. Just to follow up on Sam, I get the question often lately, could we see a streaming Super Bowl in the future? Certainly not in my time. (laughs) Eli, I ain't doing that. Throw that out the window. I mean, there's still massive, much more viewership on just broadcast television. So streaming, you had to pay for that? Maybe a, maybe never. Maybe that might be the one thing that you can broadcast anywhere. The NFL doesn't want to destroy that audience. So it's just, there needs to be a transition over into streaming, as he said, uh, but not for the biggest game in the country. Not, not at all. I, I would not expect that. For a long, long, long time. And so he got some softball questions. He got some easy questions. And then he got the question that he did not want. I told you that this press conference that Roger Goodell had, this was invite only. It wasn't open to the the, the general media or public. And we know the last two years Roger Goodell has been asked about workplace diversity in the NFL specifically as it relates to NFL media, their newsroom, which is based in Los Angeles, California. And the man who's pretty much, uh, you know, levied or asked that question is Jim Trotter, who no longer works for the NFL. 
who's actually in active litigation against the NFL for their lack of workplace diversity in the way that he was let go and relieved of his job. And so Jim Trotter was not there. This was a private event, albeit Roger Goodell. And you should have saw the look on his face. He was asked about the lack of diversity in the NFL newsrooms by a reporter from Kansas City. Listen to this. As of this press conference, the NFL media newsroom still employs zero black managers, zero black copy editors, zero full-time black employees on the news desk, and your only full-time black employee, uh, Larry Campbell, passed away over the weekend. Now, Mr. Trotter, Mr. Jim Trotter was not here, uh, you know, for whatever reason. Over the last year, I've asked you why that is the case. And for a league that has more than 60% African-Americans that played that play the game, uh, and I know that you're a man of conscience, how does knowing this sit well with you, uh, you know, and after two years of being asked this question, why has it not been any change or any hirings in that area? Well, I, I disagree completely with you. There hasn't been any change. Uh, I, I'm happy to get your data and share it with our people and make sure that we get an answer for you. I don't have all the data. I will tell you that the first time ever, 51% of our employees across the league, across the network, across all of our media platforms, not including players, are either people of color or women. First time ever. So progress is being made. And there are areas where we still need to work and we need, still need to improve, whether it's offensive assistance or maybe people in our media newsroom. We will continue to do that and make, a, make a significant progress as we have. Oh, wow. Yeah, he didn't like that question. Hey, Hickey, that, that private press conference thing, that was a failure now, wasn't it? Uh, big time. Yeah. The one question he didn't want there found its way in, which, by the way, least shocking thing ever. What, that he, that the question was asked or that he, uh, what, what was That the shocking? question was asked. I mean, if it, like you said, it was a closed media press conference. It felt like to shield him from questions like that. You just had a feeling because it is such a hot button topic that someone in there would have asked it. And props to that reporter for not being afraid of asking the hard hitting question. Yeah, he's not getting invited back next year. Now, That's a guarantee. <laughs> that guy knew it. He's like, hey, I'm going to ask this question. I'm not, I'm not being invited back next year. Look, there, there's so many different ways that you can, you can paint uh, numbers. There's so many different ways that you can utilize statistics and data uh, to justify whatever things might be. And I can't sit here and tell you about the NFL and its diversity hiring practices because I am not in Park Avenue at their headquarters. I also am not. Uh, you know, at their their main studios out in Los Angeles. I do know this is that, yeah, there, there are a lot of folks typically in, in management and places of management. We don't necessarily have equal representation. We're in a lot of spaces. It is primarily middle aged white men who make these decisions. And there's not a lot of upward mobility. I mean, even for uh, what I do on air here at CBS Sports Radio, you don't have to look too far to go. Hey, where's the other black guy? You know, where's the other representation? Oh, hey, here I am, and I'm only one person with one voice, and we are certainly not a monolith. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to someone who works in media. His name, Solomon Wilcox. He played in the NFL. He's covered the NFL. He's an entrepreneur, and now he's working 
hosting the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio. We'll get his thoughts on what's going on out in Vegas. I certainly want to get his thoughts on this question that was just posed to Roger Goodell. We're going to talk some football as well. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Less than a week away from the Super Bowl, we got NFL players sitting down and taking their places for uh, NFL media night or whatever the heck they call it. They're going to ask be asked stupid questions about deodorant and what have you, but anyway, to get some legitimate conversation here around the week around the big game and everything going on. It's time to talk to someone who's the host of the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL radio. This man played defensive back in the NFL. He also hosts the 1911 Believe in Bengals podcast. It's my main man, Solomon Wilcott. Solomon, how are you, man? Thank you for taking the time. JR, I'm doing great. Good to be on with you. Thank you. Appreciate you. How is everything? What's the vibe like out in that, uh, I guess they still call it Sin City, maybe? Yeah, you know, it's about two teams, right, that have taken two different paths to get here. You have one with the incumbent great quarterback, that is Patrick Mahomes, and then the upstart and Brock Purdue had one of the most phenomenal seasons by any quarterback in NFL history, but yet he's still battling to get the respect that he feels he deserves. And I think the entire team with the 49ers kind of feel the same way, that they've got something to prove in some ways, this is a rematch from Super Bowl 54, Chiefs, 49ers, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid. They were all part of that uh, Super Bowl 54 game where they had a 10-point lead with about eight minutes to go right. and allowed Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to score 21 unanswered points. So uh, this is their chance to kind of restore their pride a little bit. Well, Solomon, based on, on what you just said, and, and, and we know about the injuries. I know Amenahu is is out. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you think about the, the, the 49ers with their defense and their offense. Who do you favor in this game? It's, it's like revenge here. There's a revenge factor. There is a revenge factor. I think it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes because he's just one of those guys that's the grim reaper. He is going to find a way to win. He is not only a talented player. I think he's highly competitive. It's going to take everything you got to beat him. 
But the Niners are, they have a, um, I think they've got multiple weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Christian McCaffrey, a George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Samuel, uh, and a really good offensive line. Um, so I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It may come down to whoever has the ball last. It might. Solomon Wilcox is joining us here, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You mentioned, and I'm, I'm in the same boat with you, it's hard to take a look at Patrick Mahomes and bet against the guy. Unfortunately, we learned about the uh, situation involving his dad, the DUI, uh, on Saturday. This guy is so tough, this dude being Patrick Mahomes. Do you think that that creeps into his mind or actually getting onto that field be an escape for him come Sunday? Oh, absolutely, he, because that's his – that's his place. That's his domain. And he's, he's always been highly focused. Like you haven't seen distractions creep into his life or creep into his game. That's why he's off to one of the greatest starts by starting quarterback in NFL history, um, already now playing. And yet what, uh, another Super Bowl is fourth Super Bowl in, in five years. I think that's absolutely incredible. Has a chance to win three in five years, uh, before his, um, 30th birthday, even the great Tom Brady didn't do that. And so he's doing things that we haven't seen quarterbacks do before. And I think it's because he's just a highly competitive individual and obviously very talented. Very much so. Well, Solomon, we know, and Roger Goodell just had his press conference about an hour and 90 minutes ago, uh, went and talked about a variety of subjects. One of those is the fact that a lot of people find Taylor Swift uh, to be a distraction. As I stand here in the studio, uh, Travis Kelsey addressing the media. What are your thoughts on that whole spectacle? We know the NFL wants as much attention on the product as possible. I don't know that she's been a distraction. Let, okay, let's just walk through this a little bit. Uh, Travis Kelsey in the AFC Championship game was targeted 11 times. He caught all 11 passes. He wasn't distracted. <laughs> I mean, there were, what, did he drop one? Did he... I don't know where the distraction is. The Chiefs, uh, when by the time uh, Taylor Swift started um, sort of catching the eye of the camera, remember, yeah, it distracted us from the fact that they dropped a lot of balls and it helped people turn their attention away from that to uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, the team's gotten better. The economic impact on the Kansas City Chiefs, um, it, it sort of multiplied exponentially in terms of ticket sales, the cost of tickets um, at Arrowhead Stadium. It's brought to the game uh, younger eyes of the female persuasion. Young girls are watching NFL football because of Taylor Swift. He's moving the needle economically in our game and in our sport. And uh, why do you think the NFL and the networks keep putting the camera on it? So I, I think this, this is people who are watching the game. Why are they have a camera on them? Because the league is making money. That's why. Always about the cash. Former NFL defensive back, current host of the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio, Solomon Wilcox, is joining us. This year's press conference with Roger Goodell was invite only. And I, I believe there was a particular question about workplace diversity that he did not necessarily want to address it was still posed to him. Uh, based on all of your experiences from a player, someone also now working in the industry, why do, you, why do you see this question still popping up? And why is it such a situation where the NFL, or at least Goodell, is just like, hey, I'm sick of answering this three years in a row? 
Well, I do know that Commissioner Roger Goodell has really worked hard to, um, you know, work for diversity in the workplace. The league itself, as you well know, who had been sort of antithetical to the plight of, you know, Colin Kaepernick. They did a 180 and literally everything but an official apology to say, you know what, we were wrong. And we need to do an about face. And they did it. Um, and rarely do you see institutions and uh, corporations of this size and magnitude admit that and then allow the actions to speak for the fact that they're willing to go into a different direction, whether it's the Rooney Rule, whether it's the hiring of, of Jay-Z and Rock Nation um, to sort of add a whole different flavor to the way that the game is presented across its uh, family of networks. And so um, I think that was a more direct hit to Roger. And, uh, and I think Roger wanted to handle that differently. And, but look, reporters have to do their job. They're the fifth estate, uh, or the fourth estate, excuse me. And they should be able to ask some of those questions. Um, but by and large, I think you also should be able to handle it in a more respectful manner. So I do, I feel, uh, and understand how it works on both sides. At the end of the day, um, we have within even, even the National Football League, uh, we do have at the top in critical areas, particularly how these stories are told and who are telling these stories. That's why they missed in the first place on Colin Kaepernick, because there's no one at the managerial level helping them to get it right when they're starting to figure out, okay, what stories are we going to cover and how are we going to tell these stories in a more fair, balanced, and more accurate way? And had they had someone um, on that level, at the executive level, who's a minority, maybe they would have helped them get it right, right, and save a lot of pain and anguish. Ultimately, they did make the bow face, as I said before, but I, I think these are appropriate questions, and I don't consider them to be inappropriate at all. Yeah, and Solomon Wilcox is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you know, I, I've been in these press conferences, gigantic ballrooms, huge ballrooms to – have it brought down to a uh, invite-only level was not not surprising, but a, a little disappointing in, in that regard. Uh, as we talk about hiring, we do know that there were two head coaches who were hired or at least introduced today in the NFL. Uh, Dan Quinn up with the Commanders, Raheem Morris uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia with the Falcons. What do you think about those hirings? And uh, granted, both teams need quarterbacks, but do you think they're getting off on the right foot by hiring those two? By hiring which two again? Uh, Raheem Morris with the Falcons and Dan Quinn up in Washington. Well, yeah, look, uh, you know, over, what, the eight co head coaching vacancies, you had four who were minorities, uh, three African-American coaches and uh, Dave Canales, uh, Latino, a uh, head coach of Latino descent. I think only time will tell if these were good hires. I mean, we have to allow them um, to sort of uh, prove that they were worth the opportunity that they have been afforded. Um, look, I, I think the Washington Commanders wanted to go in a different direction, but then I think when Ben Johnson decided that it wasn't the right place for him, then I think they fell to the next uh, coach available that they had second on their list. That was Dan Quinn. Um, I, I'm not excited about the hire there, um, either as a head coach or the offense coordinator. I'm really going to wait and see to see how it turns out, but it doesn't. Get me excited. Um, it just, for whatever reason, I'm not feeling strongly encouraged 
after that move. Raheem Morris and the move that they made, remember, they could have had Bill Belichick. And as I read in one article uh, that Arthur um, Blank didn't feel like the juice was worth the squeeze, that there would have been um, significant changes at the high level of that organization. People were going to be told when to work, how to work, and where they would work from and what parts of the building they could be part of, that there would be several people maybe not retained. Mm-hmm. And Arthur Blank wanted to protect his people, didn't want to go in that direction. Um, I kind of applaud that move because I don't think you should be sending people home and displacing families that have nothing to do with wins and losses, but they're part of your business operation. Raheem Morris, I think, seems to be at least on its face a good hire for Arthur Blank and the Atlanta Falcons. Let's wait till the game start and we'll really find out. Ms. Solomon Wilcox is joining us, the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You know, just to, to get another coaching question in there, not necessarily on the NFL level, we all saw what Deion Sanders did in his first year with the Buffaloes, where I know you are very, very familiar with. What do you think about the evolution of coaching in, in college? We see Nick Saban stepping down. On the basketball side, we've seen some stars go down in, in Coach K. Do you think Dion, because of his standing, is going to continue to have success, or are we just going to get more of a hodgepodge going into the future? There doesn't seem to be structure. That's a very good point, and that lack of structure leaves it to being kind of like the wild, wild west, right, with no clear direction. You don't have direction. You don't have vision. We're sort of just all over the place right now. The landscape of college sports has changed dramatically, and I don't think it'll ever truly be the same. Now, that's not a bad thing. There needed to be some growth. There needed to be some innovation. For as much as we love tradition, we also know that there were some things that needed to be fixed, some things that needed to be addressed and needed to be changed. Look, I covered college basketball at the highest level, including the Final Four. I covered, uh, obviously, NCAA football um, for a long time. Uh, this was a model that was going to be changed. The NCAA had a chance to fix it. They were told by the Supreme Court, you're not going to like our decision. We suggest that you come up with a model and present it to us before we render our final decision. They abdicated their leadership and uh, did nothing. And now they've left, they left this wasteland, right, <laughs> of, of really with no rules, no clear direction, Subsequently, soon, just as that announcement came down, do you know what happened in college basketball? Two great coaches, uh, Roy Williams at North Carolina and then Mike Krzyzewski at Duke, immediately said this is going to be their last year coach. And then we find two years later, you find a guy like Nick Saban saying, ah, that's it for me. <laughs> I'm out of here, right? Because it's like quicksand. The ground keeps moving. Things keep shifting. Players can just up and leave and go whenever they want. Not saying that's a bad thing. Coaches have been able to do that. Now the players could do it. Some coaches don't find that a palatable situation for them. Okay? And, and, and dip, but when you have players, I just want to know, 10 years from now, what school are they going to go back to as their alma mater? What, oh, what school are they going to take their kids to to say, hey, here's where I went to school. This is what we left behind. Here's what we did. Here's my band of brothers that we played with and that I grew with. Like they got four or five schools they're going to be trying to attend, you see? So um, all of those things, I think, hang in the balance for really just having some tradition and having some consistency 
within the marketplace when it comes to college sports. Oh, and it certainly looks like, the, as you said, the landscape is going to continue to change and change and change, whether it's unionization uh, from the players being looked at as employees and conference changes. It's just the wild, wild west. But, Solomon, as we talk about change, not just with your own work on air and, and being a former player, you've also been very forward-facing when it comes down to athletes and, and, and health from an entrepreneurial route. What have you been up to in that space? You know, I've gone to work with a great company by the name of Veracell, and they've brought really new and creative, innovative treatment to repair cartilage damage in the knee. They brought that to the marketplace. It's called Macy, M-A-C-I, to help repair cartilage damage in the knee. Many of us, whether you're a weekend warrior or you're a former athlete or even a current athlete, you're dealing with knee pain and cartilage damage. You want to go to your doctor, you want to ask them about the Macy treatment. It allows uh, physicians to use your own cells to regrow your cartilage. They go in and they take just a snippet through a scope of your healthy tissue, your healthy cartilage tissue. They can grow it on a collagen membrane and then go back in and reinsert it. It adheres to the healthy tissue and smooth out those areas that had been rough, that had been sticking and been causing a lot of pain and help you to have full recovery, right, and keep you from deteriorating oh, to the point where you're bone on bone. So just go to the website at Macy.com, M-A-C-I.com, to find a doctor in your area and find out more about the treatment. Solomon, you know, uh, for the better part of 20 or well, 20 years ago, maybe more than that, you know, my doctor told me, he said, man, you got no cartilage in your knee. We got to go in there and, and clean it up. I said, man, I'm, I'm in high school. I'm not doing this. So this this might have to be something I'll look into, Solomon. Thank you, man. Definitely. Thank you for having me, Jr. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Where can people follow you and your work? Tell us, Solomon. Go ahead. Uh, why don't you go to uh, my my X? We're on Twitter and on X at Solomon's Wisdom, and uh, you can listen to Sirius XM NFL Radio. I'm the host of the Opening Drive, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Hey, Solomon, always a pleasure, man. Enjoy the week and the Super Bowl and all that good stuff, okay? All the best to you, JR. Take care now. Thank you so much. That's Solomon Wilcotts, a former NFL defensive back, longtime broadcaster, as he mentioned, current host of the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio. This is the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We just did a lot of, of discussions and talking about coaching. As I uh, look on the screen right now, NFL Media Day, uh, Travis Kelsey talking to the media. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had some words to say to the media. And then we also mentioned, well, Solomon did, Washington. And Josh Harris is the owner of the team up with the commanders. And there's some conversations there that they are too closely associated with just being, quote, unquote, basketball guys. Well, the basketball team that he does own, the 76ers, not, not doing too well. We're going to get into Joel Embiid next hour. I'm going to get to your calls as well. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm letting you know that this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Are you stuck in a timeshare and want out? You can contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. As I talk to you, 
Well, looks like Patrick Mahomes, he is talking to the media. I can't wait to hear some of the, the questions he's being asked. We know about his dad uh, and the DUI on Saturday. Uh, I hope that that is a quick gloss over. Uh, we also know that, well, I, I know this from watching it here in the, uh, in the studio, that pretty much at the onset of this entire media event, they had a kid reporter uh, chatting it up with Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to say to, uh, let's just say, soften the blow, uh, but maybe to make things a little bit easier for Patrick Mahomes here at the start. We're going to share some of that audio with you at the top of the break as the NFL is having its media day. They want everybody to talk about the Super Bowl and why not? Even people that don't necessarily cover or discuss the Super Bowl at any point throughout the course of the year. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Uh, thank you so much to Solomon Wilcox uh, for joining us. He's the host of SiriusXM's NFL Opening Drive as he came through and provided his perspective on what's going to take place this upcoming Sunday. Uh, does or believes that the Kansas City Chiefs will come out on top. And, uh, yeah, it's just very difficult to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And so I would think that there is a chip on the shoulder of the 49ers trying to come back and uh, win this Super Bowl, the one that they gave up a couple of seasons ago to the same Kansas City Chiefs. 855-212-4CBS. Let's talk to Brent. He's calling up from Illinois. On the JR Sport Brief Show, Brent, what's going on with you? Hey, hey JR. It's so great to um, talk to you again. It's great to talk to Ryan again. I like your insight during Super Bowl week and insight about Las Vegas. You, my insight on Las Vegas? Oh, absolutely. I provided um, some already, or are you asking me? Well, you're, you're providing insight because um, you've been there. And, yeah, too many and you're saying you're kind of nervous about stories that might be coming out after Super Bowl week in Las Vegas. But I'm like Ryan. I'm not a Vegas person myself, but I'm going there for the first time at the end of this month. Hopefully okay. I can come out with a wonderful story. Okay. So, oh, you want, you want advice on going to Vegas? Well, yeah. Um, I'm going there again in a month. Yeah. You know, Chicago with the band, 25-6-4 and um, – Saturday in the park. I'm going to their fan convention. I'm going Beautiful. to, yes, I'm going to the concert front row VIP experience. I'm going to for five days. Five um, days in Vegas? Person. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who are you going yeah, with? Got, oh, myself. You're going by yourself? Yes. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I don't know if I can give you advice. So here's a question, a couple of questions. Okay, uh, sure. Do, do you gamble? No. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you drink? Yes. Okay. Do you smoke? No. Uh, do you like to eat? Yes. Okay. Uh, Ryan, did I miss anything? I think I, I just checked all the boxes. Do you like extracurriculars in terms of the ladies? Oh, boy. Uh, not, I mean, I'm not as girl crazy as I was when I was younger. Sure. I'm, I'm focused on... I'm focused on Chicago, the band. I'm really focused on that. Great Not experience. for five days, bro. What are you doing for five days in Vegas? The Chicago, the band, the convention, and um, and the concert. It's over five days. This sounds like a, a weekend thing to me. You're telling me this takes five days? Well, I'm going to get in early, so uh-uh. um, and settle in, 
and make sure I get to go to the concert and the convention and leave and on good time. Listen, I, for you, and you mm-hmm. said you don't, you don't. Well, you said you'll have a drink, so I mean, you know, that that mm-hmm. can go in a lot of ways. But you don't gamble. Listen, no, I'm I'm not a big gambler, right? So right. I go to Vegas and I I lose my mind after two or three days because I'm like, there's nothing else for me to do here. Uh, I'm not okay. a big I'm not a big partier. I'm more of a sit down in the cut and the lounge guy. Uh, so I, I get tired of walking through a casino every day. I get tired of the lights. I get tired of the smoke. You know, I don't want to drink every day, all day. And, uh, you know, find find some nature stuff to do out in Vegas. It's just find nature stuff. And if you're like me, I don't know how much time you got, but if you can, you know, rent a car, whatever, drive to Los Angeles and come back. You know, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but okay. Ryan is right. Ryan, why you ask this man about the ladies? Damn. Well, just, you know, just try and check all the boxes, making sure that if you're going to go out there for five days, you, just, you get the full experience. And that's yeah. one of the things that's out yes. there. There's a lot of women parties, younger women, older women, uh, wild outfits. Everybody's there for a party and a good time, Brent. So enjoy okay. yourself. Uh, if you still physically carry a wallet, keep it close. Uh, you're going to need it for the $30 turkey burger. Uh, don't forget your toothbrush. They'll charge you $10 for it on a strip. Um, oh, good to know. Good to know. Oh, no, no. Every, it's very expensive. You know, you know it's expensive out there, right? Well, I didn't really think of it. That, um, I like, forgot something. Thank you for the advice. That's terrific. Yeah. Thank you. No, listen. You are in the middle of the desert in a playpen. Okay. And, yeah, it's sprawling. Vegas is growing by leaps and bounds every day. It's, everybody from L.A. is moving to Vegas. Vegas is big time. But where you will be, which I assume you're staying on a strip? Uh, the, Venetian, uh, the Venetian Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're on a, yeah, you're on a strip. Just understand, everything's expensive. Your breakfast will be expensive. Uh, your trip to uh, Walgreens or CVS for the drugstore will be expensive. Uh, just don't forget nothing, okay? Okay, I'll be at the Treasure Island Hotel, so that's okay. where I'm going to be. Okay. All right, well, have fun, Brent, all right? All right, thanks, Jared, for ta- taking my call. Oh, of course, Brent, of course. Thank you for calling from Illinois. It's not a pocket of America that I've never been to. I've seen so much of this country, except for the, the flat ones, the mountain ones. Hi to my friends in Nebraska. I was invited for football out there, but it's too cold. Anyway, Mr. JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, I'm not going to give advice about Vegas. We're going to hear from the quarterback in Vegas on the other side. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes. He just spoke to the media. Don't move. You're on CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Brief Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.